Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am interviewing Cody Wongan with Bumblebutt Podcast. Welcome, Cody. Hello, everybody. Cody, for one thing, is hilarious. And I'm telling you, <laughs> he, well, he is one of the hosts of Bumblebutt Podcast. Cody, tell us uh, the name of the other two uh, hosts of your podcast. Yeah, uh, my other two co-hosts are Adam, uh, who is probably actually the funny one. And then Jordan, who is on paternity leave at the moment so i heard he had a new baby yeah. congrats to him that's amazing i'm sure it's fun to get that baby on a schedule or not uh he it sounds like he's kind of in the uh i don't have kids myself but it sounds like he's in the no sleep zone right now so oh know it well that's so much fun i'm glad it's not me yeah <laughs> You don't want to go through that again, I take it? No, not well, you know, but <laughs> at my age, it'll be eventually I'll have grandchildren, but that hasn't happened. My kids are too young. I like to think that anyway, even, then they're, even though they're 20. So mm. uh, we'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, want to know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I also have another podcast. Oh, yes. Subliminal Deception. That. Mm. Yeah, Subliminal Deception podcast, which is uh, I host with my oldest friend, Phil. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just conspiracy theories pretty much. Ooh. So, uh, yeah. Nice. As you, can tell, I, as you can tell, I like the uh, weirder side of the world. No, but I love that. And I'm going to ask you why you like that in just a minute. But first of all, okay. I want to know why you named, you, Adam, and Jordan named your podcast Bumblebutt. I know well, why, but no one else does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of interesting because I'm a big fan of uh, Last Podcast on the Left, and mm -hmm. they are the first time I'd ever heard the word Bumblebutt be used, and it's in reference to Ed Kemper, the uh, co-ed killer, mm -hmm. who referred to himself as a Bumblebutt, which is funny because he's like, I think he's six foot nine. Yeah. It's weird for a man a of that dude. stature to refer to himself as a bumblebutt. It's very strange. Well, didn't his mother call him that? No, he called himself that. Oh, I thought like, it was his mom that did it. You're you're helping me on this. I had no idea. See, I'm learning something no, today. It's just like he's a big klutzy guy mm -hmm. and he just, <clears throat> I guess, uh, maybe it's a 60s term. I don't know, but uh, mm -hmm. he just said he's a big bumblebutt. And, well, the Bumblebutt also narrates a ton of books. I think he still does that, doesn't he? Uh, I don't think any... Maybe. I don't think anymore. I know he mm -hmm. did. He did uh, Books for the Blind or whatever, mm -hmm. which is odd for an odd activity for a serial killer to do. It but, is. Uh, and I think he narrated I, the Flowers in the Attic uh, series. Is Okay, is that... I'm not too familiar. That's the one where... The son kept his dead mother in the attic, right? I th actually, the mother kept her children in the attic. Oh, the and, mother kept her children. Uh -huh, okay, uh -huh. I think that's how it goes. What's but the, you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> what's What's the book where the son kept his mother in the attic? Isn't that the Norman Bates psycho? No, I, I think. Uh, 
I can't think of his name. Faulkner. What's his name? Oh, William Faulkner? Yeah, I think he wrote that book. Maybe it's something. I don't know. And you you think me being a writer, I would know that right off the top of my head, especially, you know, anything that's weird like that. But no, not coming to me. So, but you know what? We move on and we digress. So tell your, so your podcast is really more of like a true crime, paranormal, uh, conspiracy theory, maybe an even throwing an alien here or two. Is that kind of, am I right on that one? Yeah, I would say we, for, for Bumblebutt, we mainly focus primarily on true crime mm-hmm. um, because it's the most I would say uh, there's a lot more true crime than there is paranormal mm-hmm. uh, I, I I do love paranormal though because I and I was actually just talking with someone about this it's such it's like a field that you know exists mm-hmm. but you, but nobody really has the answer to why it exists yeah exactly. And, and I, this is one of my biggest points of contention within the paranormal world is that mm-hmm. there's so many credible people who tell amazing stories that really make you scratch your head. And then you get convoluted hucksters mm-hmm. that kind of tarnish the good name of the people who are talking about their personal experiences. So it's, uh, I, I think on our podcast, we really push to kind of get to the the people who are being honest and the people who are lying. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's, no, kind of, I mean, that's something that I really liked. Uh, yeah, it's true because I think a lot of you know Hollywood just overblows everything, and then you you don't even have the same story that was actually what was reported on. It's a totally different thing, and it really takes the credibility of any kind of story down, <clears throat> whether it's Hollywood or just you know someone just saying it wrong, just like me. You had to correct me, and I'm glad you did. See, well, we're all here to we're all here to help each other. I love that. I mean, now, I mean, oh, sorry. Oh, I was no, just gonna good. say, yeah, I've I've learned that in true crime and like paranormal, and especially in conspiracy theories, like the game of telephone people play with each other gets really dicey mm-hmm. before the uh, from what the real story actually was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it does, and. But with you and Adam and you and Jordan and all three of you together, what does Adam bring to the show and what does Jordan bring to the show? And then what do you bring to the show? What are your what are your Oof. good things? And yeah, I mean, tell me, tell me everything. I want to know. Because um, I want to know. I will say this in the be- in the beginning of the show, I think my uh, I was really good at like researching and kind of presenting the uh the content that we we're talking about and mm-hmm. adam was very good with uh kind of quirky remarks kind of snarky mm-hmm. remarks kind of bringing the humor to it right and then and when you have a two-man show this is how i feel personally is the more people that you have on the show that are communicating with each other it seems to kind of slide better so it, it that's does. when we yeah. invite yeah, that's when we invited Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then okay. we're like, oh, this is really fun. We have Jordan here, and he's kind of a quippy guy, you know, and maybe Adam and I give him a little bit too much of a hard time sometimes, but he doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> uh, doesn't seem to mind too much. But, uh, it, but yeah, I think our dynamic of we're, we're kind of all, I the best way I can describe it is we're kind of ball busters to each other. Yeah, yeah. 
and I no. and I think people like enjoy that. No, it's and it's they, hilarious. No, and every you, you guys take it in stride. Nobody nobody gets offended. It's it's the way it is. Guys just talking and and especially when you guys start talking about gaming, and then then you start losing me because I'm like I have no idea what they're talking about. But there's probably a lot of people that love it. So I mean, you know, and know exactly what you're talking about. My son certainly would. And then and then you start talking about your tattoos, and then I perk up and I'm like, hmm, tattoos? What tattoos? So you. <laughs> The, you have this this face of this very studious kind of guy, and then I think you're you got a lot of tattoos, dude. Yeah, I have uh, currently. I have both my arm sleeves done. I have wow. my chest done. Wow. I have from my let's see, right leg from the knee down, uh, and obviously because of coronavirus right now, I can't really continue going with that but yeah. uh but yeah it's are you it's, are it's, you wanting to just be totally covered in tattoos uh i think i want to finish my my other leg and then mm-hmm. my back and then i think i'm okay okay gotcha. i don't need my hands or my face right <laughs> I, I not yet anyway maybe one day but i i don't know i've never really wanted to do my hands quite yet right. and I, I don't really know where it I don't really know where the compulsion came to get all these tattoos. I've just always really liked them. Yeah, I was just going to never... ask you that. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, because obviously they uh, cost a lot sometimes. And right. As a as an 18-year-old or whatever, I was, you know, got my stupid little tattoo, my very first one. And I was like, man, I would love to be fully tattooed, but I don't think I can ever afford it. And then as an adult, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now I can do this with my, my extra money, so... That's right. Well, you know what? Whatever you want to do, you need to do and have fun with it. And if that's what you want to do, go for it, dude. I love it. Do it I know, all. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to get a lot of tattoos, just expect people to uh, ask you about them or stare oh, yeah. at you sometimes. But uh, it's well, fine. Most people are just like, I love your tattoos. They're so colorful, yada, yada, yada. So. Well, I just think it's interesting when people want to do those kinds of things. I am not one bit interested in tattooing my body at all, but... It doesn't mean we can't learn from other people that love it. And that's what the show's all about. I want to know why you like it. I want to know what makes it cool for you and how it impacts you. And you just told me. So let's move on. How shall we? <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> so what got you? And I'm, I'm asking you, you don't have to talk to me about um, Jordan and Adam at this point. I just want to ask you now. What got you involved in, in true crime and, and doing this kind of podcast? Did something happen in your life or was it just something you've always been interested in? Uh, this Honestly, this is, I think, a an interesting question that I think a lot of people who are interested in true crime and do mm-hmm. true crime podcasts or whatever, I think this is a question a lot of people ask themselves. And honestly, I can't pinpoint an exact reason. I know since I've been really young... <laughs> I've always been into uh, horror movies, mm-hmm. and I still am, and ghost stuff and cryptids mm-hmm. and all of that. So, I my my assumption is I've always been into that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like you get into the natural curiosity of the true crime world for some reason. Maybe it's the psychology of it all. I'm mm-hmm. not really certain. It's but. And the other aspect from all the research I've done, and you look back through 
let's just say 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, mm-hmm. humans have always had this natural curiosity with death and crime. Oh, they have. I don't know why. I mm-hmm. do not know why, but uh, literally the book I was reading, you know, just today before I was recording with you, mm-hmm. um, it was in the early 1900s. And some of the most gruesome crime scenes you can imagine. And there's people gathered outside these houses, curious mm-hmm. about what happened in there. It's just, I don't know why humans are like that, but it's always existed. Uh, I think some people think this is just like a modern phenomenon, but no, no, it's always existed. Oh, it has. In fact, you remind me of something that I kind of know, just being the weird person that I am loving all Henry Eighth related type things. I love that Renaissance period of time. And People would gather when they would, you know, um, chop people's heads off. They would, you know, yeah. that was that was their entertainment. I mean, or people would gather during hangings back in the uh, 17 and 1800s. That was their entertainment, which is very macabre and very strange. <laughs> but you're right. We all have a fascination to this. And it's that's fascinating in itself. I mean, if you really think about it, you still literally have the Roman Colosseum, which... Mm-hmm. was essentially watching a blood sport i guess oh it well yeah the gladiators and 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 the, and definitely i don't know about the i guess the spanish thing the the bull fighting and all that and just slaughtering oh, yeah. of animals and I, I or even the cockfighting that's obviously illegal now but it's just what that's kind of gross but um but it, it all of it's kind of gross if you really want to know but it is interesting and it's fascinating and that's why we're talking about it now because it's just it's kind of crazy but we've always I've always been kind of fascinated by it too so I get it I've read every Stephen King novel there was and that's what kind of got me writing anyway <laughs> have you really you've read all of them every single one okay which is your favorite I guess I've never really read them <clears throat> I as a young kid I always wanted to but it was a bit of a daunting task for a young right. man to read all of them I think my favorite book was The Shining because it had that paranormal element as well, besides being scary, like it had an extra paranormal, um, you know, telepathy kind of psychic ability from this older man that took care of the um, the caretaker that was had to come back and try to help the family. I don't know if you, well, you've seen The Shining, so you, I'm sure, so you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally watched it like uh, yesterday or the day before Oh, wow. That. Yeah. So, and it's just, and I, and I, I know they did such a great job on that movie. Sorry to interrupt you. Such a great job on that movie. It, to me, I actually liked the movie better than the book, and the book was amazing. Well, I know Stephen King famously hates Stanley Kubrick for yeah. that movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I've always wondered like the differences between him, why he hates it so much. I know it's something about he didn't like Shelley Duvall having black hair and. All of this, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I don't know all the logistics about that part. Um, I do think that he Kubrick's really captured the feel with uh, with the music that he allowed in the in the movie. Did you notice the music was very very weird when they were driving along that long canyon, along that long um, stretch of road through the mountains? Oh yeah, that's like iconic, man. That it, 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 it symphony was just, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but it was just very uh, curt and short and staccatoed. You know, it wasn't pretty and lovely and how how you know because the the view from the camera angle was just gorgeous. But then you're looking at it, 
And then listening to the music and going, this isn't good. This is bad. No. It's very <laughs> <Foreshadowing>. ominous. <laughs> yeah, very ominous. Yes. Well, well, I was watching it and I was thinking in my head, I'm like, you know, I don't know if Jack Nicholson is actually kind of an a-hole, but in that movie, he is just that. It just feels mm-hmm. like perfect Jack Nicholson. He's just so good in that deranged mm-hmm. husband mm-hmm. role. It's just fantastic. Oh, one, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of thing. Just crazy. Yeah. Um. I. I and I don't mean for this to be a, a a podcast about a show, but we'll keep going because I love him. I loved him in almost everything he's done, and even terms of endearment, which is a complete one eighty from. <laughs> I, I'll admit I haven't seen that. I know it's yeah. a love story, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it actually is. Um, it's about well, I could go through the whole thing, but yeah, it's it's kind of a love story. It's just a, kind of a tragic family story, love story slash abusive story. But um, it's, it's pretty good actually. Um, if you like that kind of movie, and you probably don't, so we'll move on. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so. <clears throat> The podcast, you're doing one now with your with your buddy, and you're doing uh, and tell me the name of that one again. I'm sorry, subliminal. Oh, uh, subliminal deception. Yes, subliminal deception, and that's about conspiracy theories. And you're yep, also doing Bumblebutt. Now you're also doing Bumblebutt podcast. How has this changed how you look at things, or how how has it changed your life? Really, how has it changed how you feel about podcasts in general, or? Or how you even research. Did you even do that at all before? You probably didn't. You just read books. But I'm going to let you answer that. Um, I, I'll i be hands to God here. I uh, didn't used to like to read that much. So Really? Yeah. It, Turned you it, into a reader, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it did. I, I should say this. I did like to read when I was younger not like I guess I don't know if you want to call it nonfiction, but mm-hmm. uh, about cryptids and stuff like that. I did enjoy reading that. So when I got into podcasting, um, reading, you know, true crime books, paranormal books, stuff like that, mm-hmm. it holds my interest the entire time. I know a lot of people like uh, fictional books and stuff like that. I I mm-hmm. just I don't know. I've never really gotten into that myself personally. I mm-hmm. I really like to learn things. No, um, I just totally a- agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, podcasting, I think the number one thing I can take away that it has helped me, and this will help probably anybody, is it allows yourself to be more vulnerable, which I mm-hmm. think is an important trait to have because you're putting yourself out there to be criticized by other people. But oh, yeah. eventually, I mean, more people will definitely love you than hate you because. I'd say most of the population understands the hard work and commitment that most people put into their podcast mm-hmm. and the passion that they show when they're just trying to entertain you for free, essentially, you know. Pretty um, much, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very freeing feeling when you are able to take criticism and not let it get under your skin and just allow yourself to be free and just kind of be in your own world I, I don't know. It's it, that's the best thing I can describe as uh, starting podcasting. I think the mm-hmm. the biggest thing that's helped me personally. I'm sure you're gonna um, really feel that way once you know your podcast really gets going. It's a very. I feel like it's a very freeing feeling. You no, know, I agree. And and when I and and I'm go back go back go ahead and finish because I'll, I'll talk. I, I'd rather you finish your thought. Go ahead. 
Oh, uh, and I was going to uh, about say the books and, and the writing and everything. Honestly, <laughs> my reading skills and my writing skills were pretty terrible <laughs> prior <laughs> to starting podcasting. So, um, God, I, I don't know. I probably recorded over like 200 some different episodes of both podcasts and, you know, reading more presenting information, typing, learning mm-hmm. from my mistakes. It's all kind of helped make me more articulate, I guess. So it's very, uh, it's very, it's helped me a lot in that aspect. So so it really has changed you in, in some really good positive ways, which you wouldn't think a podcast would do. I mean, you, I never thought that, I never thought about that uh, for anyone in a podcast. Um, what, well, I guess now it makes sense, but I, it never occurred to me. Yeah, it, it it didn't really hit me because I'll I'll be honest, you know, I was probably your typical high school kid, didn't really care about studies at all. So I no. wasn't really paying attention much and um yeah, my my elementary school education was more religious based, so I didn't really learn that much there. Uh oh, and gotcha. yeah, so when I got to college, then I started to apply myself a little more and realize that I was maybe more intelligent than I thought I was or gave my credit <laughs> self, you know, gave credit yeah. to myself. And mm-hmm. then uh, once we started podcasting and I, it became something that I did regularly, I really noticed that uh, maybe I have a little bit of skill in presenting oh, information. And, absolutely. You and guys do that, an so. amazing job on Bubble Butt. I have learned so much about specific serial killers that um, other podcasts and and I've told another podcaster this too she's very in uh, she's booze and tattoos just with uh, Walters with her podcast she's amazing and the research you guys do and and you give them credit because I know some of the stuff you guys end up reading but you also learn about it and then talk about it and then you give like little inserts of things I didn't even know about that other podcasts don't even talk about and it's a- I, I love that about you guys and plus and you make it fun and you and everybody's laughing and joking but 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 you go back to the main point of it's horrible what this person did or hey uh, you know whatever happened and you just bring it full circle and it's just it's so enjoyable I really love your podcast oh thank you so much yeah that's I think Adam and I when we very first started that was one of the biggest things that we wanted to make sure that we do is mm-hmm. Not not lean into the myths of some of these things and just be open about what actually happened. And right. That's another that's another really big thing that I have learned is you hear about the myths of uh, criminals or serial killers or paranormal or conspiracy theories or any mm-hmm. of that, and then when you really look into it, then you're like, well, actually a lot of those myths aren't really true. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It, it can be kind of <clears throat> eye-opening. I, re- I really enjoy that aspect of, of researching a lot of this stuff, too, is like finding out what actually happened. And most of the time, what actually happened versus what you have heard mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense. <clears throat> so, Yeah, the, the girl that... Uh, Amanda, uh, what was her last name? It escapes me right now, that was accused of, of killing her roommate... And oh, uh, God, I know her name, Amanda. Oh, <laughs> she, dang it. I can't think of her name, but she, I had a totally different out, outlook on her. Once I listened to a podcast that completely did the story and said, you guys, 
you think she's this way because the media portrayed her this way and she was the exact opposite and she's an amazing person has is has amazing intellect and please let us introduce you to introduce her to you and i was blown away i can't think of her name I yeah i i've seen the do- <laughs> I, I i watched the netflix documentary about her yes yes golly <sighs> cody look she, her up so, i can't so, i can't remember it, her name it's, uh, I know, I'm sure people are screaming at their uh, headsets right now. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they can think. But, but I think my point is, you know, regardless of what her name is, um, you're right. Things are portrayed in a certain way. And you stick with the, the actual facts of this is really what happened. We're going to lay it on the line. We've checked our sources. And that's what makes you credible, though. That's what makes people want to listen to you guys. Absolutely. I mean... Like taking your what you just said, for example, didn't the media and the news really portray her as a partying drug addict, sex maniac kind of, right? Is that absolutely that's exactly how they portrayed her. And she was nothing of the sort, nothing like that at all. And when she was standing watching the, the police, you know, go into the apartment with her then boyfriend and they were, he was holding her and kind of kissing her. The media was like, I can't believe she's standing there just kissing and making out with her boyfriend. I mean, even that, and that was, you know, televised and, but you look at it in a different way. When someone suggests that to you, you're thinking, well, I can't believe she's doing it either. What what the heck lady? (laughs) I know. Absolutely. That's why like once you, I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird world we live in, but uh, Mm -hmm. even like I swear to God, in uh, the news has always been that way. Just you know, early nineteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds, the the age of yellow journalism. It's Uh always existed. So right now, a lot of people I think feel like there's a lot of misinformation and stuff. It's it's always been around. I hate well, to say there's it. a lot of misinformation on stuff uh, as we go through the coronavirus. Let's be honest. There's oh, a lot yeah. of there's a Hell lot of yeah. mis- misinformation. There's a lot of people that think a certain way and don't another way. And this is in no way going to be political. But I I just wish that we could all just do what the doctors are telling us to do and not the media is telling us to do. I think we'd all be a lot better off if we would just take care of ourselves and take care of our families and get along and, <laughs> and be yeah, kind. I, and <laughs> I, I totally agree. We just, uh, everybody needs to kind of worry about their peers, I would say. Exactly. And I was talking to one of my other interviewers and I was like, you know, what, can anyone do we're all stuck inside we're all stuck you know looking out our window at the world going you know when is this going to end and she said you know the easiest thing and the best thing you can do is just turn the news off turn it off and go take a nice bath or shower and get all that negativity off of you and she just imagine it off of you she goes that that's free and it will make a world of difference and I did that that same day and I tell you it worked you just imagine just all that ne- negativity gone and so much better. And I turned the TV off, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the TV and social media and uh, yeah, just uh, I I mean, I when my free time, I like to watch horror movies and watch Paranormal Witness. That's kind of how I go. relax. So, well, you know what? Yeah. And that, that get, <laughs> it's certainly not what's going on right now. I mean, you, you're not watching the news and that's. 
the best thing you can do right now. I'm not saying don't be aware of what's going on um, in your environment and in, in the world, but boy, just watching it 24 um, seven. I have friends that do that and it's not good. But let me ask you yeah, this, this last question though. I got, I got something I want to ask you. Sure. If you had a favorite episode on Bumblebutt or your subliminal podcast, well, I'll, let's just do Bumblebutt because I know that one. That's the one I know. What would be like your favorite one? What was the one that you just had the best fun with and learned the most and really enjoyed? Um, oof. okay. I'm going to, I'm going to break it and say maybe two different ones because, okay. and you understand the categories here. Now, <laughs> my, my absolute favorite ones that we have done and definitely shouldn't be listened to by anybody under the age of 18 mm-hmm. are the uh probably the alien the alien sexual encounters ones we've done <laughs> and the uh the ghost sex ones we've done that's hilarious i find those just i don't i mean maybe it's a little immature of us to laugh about it but I'm some laughing. of them are just so i mean some of them are just so silly and over the top <laughs> and you wonder if this actually happened or if this person just I guess wants attention. I, I don't that's the only other thing I can think of. Well the jokes but, that you can make out of this stuff. I mean uh, <laughs> I it's I I wanna do more of those, but those stories are so hard to find sometimes. But in as far as my serious episodes go, mm-hmm. my favorite that I've ever done was my uh Dr. Brinkley one. Now, do you remember him? I don't know him. How co- how do I not know this? Well, okay, so he was the he was a very very wealthy medical huckster, right? Mm. And he essentially came up with this operation to fix uh ED by inserting either goat testicles into a human mm. being or goat ovaries into a lady. Um, he made millions of dollars and people, he did this to so many people. Uh, and this was the remedy we, for what? What was this the remedy for? Uh, erectile dysfunction. Okay. And for women, maybe to, uh, for lib- lib- libido? Lib- okay. Yeah, libido. basically. <clears throat> okay. It's, uh, but it, it, the thing was, is this was a phenomenon that was sweeping America and Europe and all of that. Uh, in the, if I remember right, I think it was like 1920, somewhere in there. Wow. And I could, I couldn't believe that people would actually sign up for this <laughs> operation and think that it actually was going to help them and have animal parts inserted in themselves and, uh, mm. along with along with that you got to learn about a lot of the very strange medical practices people were doing back then oh uh, that- it's it runs the gamut it is so crazy just well lobotomies take that people were people oh, thought God. that was the thing to do too and that was <laughs> heck that was up until what the 20s or 30s before they really stopped doing those or it was might that, have been I later think, i think it was later yeah it i might think have been it was later, later. yeah it's just go ahead oh i was gonna say i just find that so fascinating like ancient Mm -hmm. medical practices because we have hindsight obviously now and it's like what were you thinking (laughs) 
They weren't thinking. (laughs) Somebody came up with some harebrained idea, decided, hey, do you got any better idea? No. Okay, well, let's just go with this. They don't know. We don't know what we're talking about. We can say we're a doctor and we don't even have to have a doctor, you know, uh, degree. We don't even have that right now. We can just say, I'm a doctor. Here's my medicine. And that's all they had to do. Well, yeah, that I mean, Dr. Brinkley, that's literally he I think he got kicked out of two two medical schools and then they had a college that would essentially just print you out a document claiming that you're a doctor. Oh, so, yeah, it was a wild world back then, man. And it's a wild world now because we've got all kinds of people claiming to know what they what they need to do now. So. (laughs) True, but at least yeah. people aren't injecting animal testicles into themselves, I guess. Well, so. let's hope not. I mean, this is not an Albert Fish episode, right? <laughs> no, but the <laughs> but the other thing that was so fascinating about him was he was a multimillionaire for the time period, which was unheard of, right? Like, he basically mm-hmm. was a millionaire during the Great Depression, and he he got so into radio that he essentially in some sense, established the radio world that we know today. So really? it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's interesting. So we might not even be here podcasting technically if it wasn't for him. So That's very interesting. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, Cody, I know you got to go. And uh, so I'm not going to keep you any longer. But listen, I want everyone to know where to find you. So can you tell everyone you know where to find you you name your podcast again and both of them and uh what kind of social media okay now go (laughs) okay yeah you can find you can find uh both of my podcasts based on any platform that you listen to podcasts probably the one you're listening to this one right now yeah uh (laughs) you search bumblebutt podcast if you're looking for uh true crime paranormal things of that nature uh you can search for subliminal deception podcast for conspiracy theories and weird stuff like that, if you're into that. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, my social medias, you can follow us on Instagram at Bumblebutt Podcast. Okay. You can follow Subliminal Deception on uh, Instagram. You can follow my personal Instagram at Cody's Above. You can shoot me a message, talk about whatever you want. I would cool. appreciate it. So Absolutely. Yeah. And guys, listen, um, I can't recommend this podcast enough if this is the kind of... Um, if these are the kind of co- topics you like, because I'm telling you, they're really funny and they're good and they know they're crap. So check them out. And hey, Cody, I appreciate you coming, dude. This has been a fun, fun interview. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. I've had a lot of fun. I was uh, surprisingly a little nervous at first, but you made me feel very comfortable. Well, thank you. I'm so glad. And uh, guys, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week. 
Hello everyone! Have you ever found yourself looking for something to entertain yourself while at work, at church, or on a promising first date? We have just the thing for you! My name is Adam. My name is Cody. And my name is Jordan. All together now, ready? And, and we, we are, are the, the Bumblebutt Podcast. Comedy-based true crime show covering topics such as... Murder. Serial killers. Cults. Aliens. Paranormal. Masonry updates. Cryptids. To be honest, any topic we deem interesting. New episodes released every Sunday. And you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, almost anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Can't get enough of the main show? We also do a midweek irreverent banter show called Between Between the Bumbles. Bumbles. Told you over until Sunday finally arrives.